Hello, Tower Bottoms. It's me, your host, Zach Noe Towers, and this is a podcast about sex. And I know what you're thinking. Wait, I thought we got rid of him for this intro part. Well, guess what, fuckers? I missed you. That's right. One week was all it took for me to miss this intro. Um, So I am going to be doing a little bit of a sodomy again. I hope that's okay with y'all. Um, But I just crave the connection. I crave reaching out. I crave telling you I love you. Um, That's very important to me. I, however, will not be doing it on this episode just because the interview is so mother trucking long. Um, but it's such a good one. Um, I'm so excited for you here to my guests. Uh, if you haven't already, please rate and review the pod, subscribe, tell a friend. Um, and in case you don't listen to the end of the episode, I'm headlining the Brea Improv Sunday, June 6th at 7 p.m. If you're anywhere in Southern California, please consider coming. And then get tickets to my show. Oh, oh, the jokes are still there, people. Okay, okay. So without any further ado, this is Piss and Fists with Mouse. Mm, yeah, more. Give it to me. Mm, yeah, more. Good morning, sodomites. With Zach Noe Tower. Mouse. Hello, Zach. Hi. Hi there. Um, I feel like full disclosure. Uh, I want to tell people right up the top that we've hooked up before. Do you yeah, remember? I remember. Yes. Okay. Yes, you were the the first person I fooled around with who had that uh the diaper fetish. Stop. Oh my god. I okay. 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 Um. No. I actually the uh, follower has a diaper fetish, and I think he's like diaper butt on Instagram. Oh, I don't share that particular one. I was gonna say my recollection of our hookup. It was truly probably ten. Was it ten years ago? No, it had to have been two thousand thirteen. God, it's getting close. Yeah, it's yeah. getting very close. Eight years ago. Mm. Wow. Um, how are you? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good now. It's you know. That we're coming it's May of 2021. It's as no <laughs> longer 2020. Therefore, I'm doing great. So much better. Yeah. <laughs> and you, how, what, what would you say? What's your like title? What do you tell people that you do? Because I know you do a lot of stuff. I am, I'm normally pretty honest with it. I say I'm an escort and a porn model. Hell yeah. Or porn actor. Yeah. Or, you know, sometimes how you say it definitely opens the door for what they're going to say back to you. Oh, wait, do you say, like. I'm a porn star and that actually is that can result in a very different interaction. Yeah. Um, so you kind of code switch based on who you're talking to? Yeah. To lead the conversation? Yep. A lot of people don't want to hear about the porn, but they also, but they have more experience with friends who are escorting, right? So that the, to them, that's not the more taboo. The situation. escort's not more taboo? Or the porn? Often. Sa- on the okay. West Coast, yeah. It's often Oh, it's just like flipped. part of like, every like everyone understands. Yeah, they all did that for college here. And you know, they yeah. all... Made a few extra bucks or How long have sucked you... a dick for a sandwich at some point. <laughs> I've sucked a dick, a, a, a gnarly dick for nothing <laughs> many times in my life. If I could have like a, a gift card to Subway at, uh, as I left, that'd be no notes. I'd be like, I'm in heaven. Yeah. Um, you've been, how long have you been escorting? Uh, you were when I met you, I think. About 10 years total. Wow. Yeah. Do you still love it? Or do you oh, love I it? Oh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 
it's my career of choice. Uh, I absolutely love it. It, Wait, is, it combines so a lot of the things I love, and I, I do what I love, and yeah. it the result is also the culmination of a lot of the It's like all good things. Right, and everything kind of points in the right direction for me because it's sex, because it is traveling, because it is people being people. Yeah. Meeting people, it's like I get to do all these things together for both a living and for, for love. Wait, can we like just talk about escorting for a minute? Yeah. Or do you know? Okay, I'm okay, really yeah. Because um, I just have, I guess I have questions. How did you, did you, when, like how did you start? Or like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, you're gonna love this Craigslist. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. But first, can we have a moment of silence for Craigslist? Absolutely. Ads? <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Craigslist was college for me, and I like would set the, I would put up the ad with my torso picture, come back from class, and like yeah. check what I what what I caught, what frat boys I caught right. in my net. The silent bidding of your own desire. Yeah. And it was exciting. Anyway, go on. Okay, so Craigslist. And I saw an ad on there once because I like to cruise it, like to read it for fun. And occasionally I'd answer it. And at that point in my life, I'd been using it to put out ads or look for very specific things mm -hmm. because I had this long fuck it list, is what I like to call it. Yeah. I wanted to try everything. Sexually. And Craigslist really helped with that. Just cool. Taking oh, so off the list. From an early age. Oh, my, like, my mid-20s is about when I really started exploring sexually. Okay. Um. And I was uh, about 29 or 30 when I saw this ad on Craigslist where this guy was like, you know how things can be described so nonchalantly on there, right? He's yeah. like, I, I just want somebody to come to my hotel room and shit on my face <laughs> for $150. He actually oh. put the price out there. Okay. Right? Which okay. a lot of time on, on Craigslist, shortly after that, those types of things would get taken down quicker, right? <gasps> really? Oh, yeah. You did speak in code? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just like the back of newspapers, people do ads, and it's, mm -hmm. it's always been a little bit coded, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said specifically, this is not a sexual thing. Mm -hmm. At least it isn't for you. I don't want you to want to think that you have to interact sexually. And I was like, $150 to shit on somebody. And I was like, I do that every day. Yeah, I can do that. Sometimes two or three times a day. <laughs> I started adding up that money in my head. I was like, oh my God, that's a lot of money. For shit. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm flushing I'm literally flushing money down the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I Googled it and it turns out that that is legal in most states. To shit on someone? Paying someone for toilet play if it is specifically not for sexual purposes. Okay, okay. Which is silly because obviously it is on some level if that's happening, right? Or maybe I, got, I don't always. know. But I guess that's a whole different argument. Sure. But that's like... <laughs> yeah. There's, I was, some, I, there's was, a moderator seeing if the guy gets hard. Like, no boners. <laughs> this is just about poop. No boners. And it was... Yeah, it was legal. And I, that made me feel very comfortable with the idea of it. It wasn't anything kinky, necessarily. Although yeah. in the space that I found it, that was kinky. And so you... Like, he would lay down on the floor? And then of you this, the, the sleaziest motel room <gasps> in, really? in, in Atlanta. Not the sleaziest, but okay. it's the most notorious. And okay. anyone who's been to Atlanta knows about the Cheshire Bridge Motor Inn. Cheshire? Mm -hmm. Like Cheshire, Cheshire Cat? Mm -hmm. That whole the Cheshire Bridge road is it's all sex shops. <gasps> uh, it's like their parlors, red light district. Strip. Uh, yeah. It's cool. wonderful. It's slowly being chipped away at, but it's still there in, in many aspects. Okay. Do people like live there? 
or is it kind of like a you visit? More and more apartment complexes have sprouted up, sprouted up around there, and the neighborhood committees have come for this culture and these businesses. I hate that. You know? Yeah. Okay. So it's a CD. CD hotel room. Oh yeah, so it's a motel room. Right? Motel. It's the kind of motel where you could walk by, and doors can, are open. And doors are open. You can see like, oh, this guy is here selling crack. This one, maybe heroin or meth. This one is just trying to get fucked. And this guy is probably a cop who's <gasps> on vice. Wait, really? Oh, yeah, because the cops would be there constantly. They they'd use uh you know CIs or use informants to find ways to get. Try to get up the to bust people. Of yeah, busting people, and you always start with the hookers to find the drugs, to find the dealers, to go up. I didn't know that it was like a chain of command. Yeah. Or where there's smoke, there's fire. Or no, I guess there's well, like... the cops are smoking too, because in a lot of states, cops are allowed to actually have sex with these people in the pursuit of justice. Wow. So they got their it's own California game going one of there. those. Um, I I honestly am not sure. Okay, okay. That's in my experience. They normally just fuck with us. Wow. We had then had, did you have negative experiences with undercover cops? Or did you No, they've in, in LA they've tried to they've tried to, to grab me. Really? Um, yeah. And they, you sensed it coming? Uh yeah, I have a pretty good bullshit meter, like bullshit. Are there really. telltale signs that people warn you about? Yeah, and they're kind of obvious. It's normally a cis straight dude trying to talk you Gay? into coming to a cheap motel over the phone to pay you for sex. But like I'd really, I'd really like to see your genitals yes. for forty dollars. Oh my god! I and and it's always the same motel, and I think that was the first warning when I got there. Like, like this is always a sting operation hotel. Wow! They know they can't land us, but they also tease us for it. They they can convince you to go drive an hour out to Riverside or something to knock on some random person's door at one a.m. and laugh at you for it. Wow! Because you're less likely to be of the same variety of people that they can take advantage of or sting. Wow! So we, we are the the privileged, but they're still, they still try and, you know, they still fuck with us, of right? Of course. This one guy was on the phone with me and he said, um, uh, same hotel on, on, on Sunset, closer to Echo Park. Okay. And I, I told him no, because one of my, one of my things is I don't do same day appointments. It's a great way to avoid bullshit. For all you young wannabe escorts. Oh wait. Talk to me about that. Why oh. why same day no same day appointments? Because when you when you are at the whim of a, a male's sexual desires, that that is both plentiful and unreliable. So Huh. Plentiful you, and unreliable. Yeah, women know about that, right? <laughs> it's like they might may want to have sex a lot, but it's never at the right time and never enough. <laughs> <laughs> And if you just le- at least leave it for people who are willing to plan ahead for, you know, to pay you for your time. Sure. And that makes for better clientele. Okay. You know? Same thing with hookups, though, right? It's yeah. Like, you're in the calendar. You, like, have a, a time blocked out. Right. Okay. And that amount of planning and trust goes a long way in regards to the interaction and future interactions yeah to build it because it's a relationship disclaimer i don't want people to think that i offer this service oh yeah i'm so sorry i i um, the first 10 minutes of the pot of it got started but that's wild elevated myself since then in regards to or you yeah you just i don't work at a hotels like that direction i don't attract that that sort of or that type of fetish and it's like yeah but yeah that was the beginning and it was easy for me because it it wasn't sexual it was kinky and it was a transaction money and now you're like yeah. i got off on the money oh yeah you know what i mean oh yeah not not to i mean you know it's not like i thought about it later and it was like masturbatory material or anything it was right more like 
cool. Just like, wow, this is great. And I just made more money than I would, you know, waiting tables, two or three shifts at my, at my server job. Yeah. yeah. And that helped with having extra cash on hand. Hell yeah. In my final attempt at college. <laughs> <laughs> attempt guessing. Oh no, I finished it. Oh, okay. Great. In the end it was, and it was the, I mean, the great financial who, decision. Who knows in my life. what you said? The or, worst financial same, decision. I just life. paid off my student loans. <gasps> Yeah. Oh my God. That's what? amazing. Oh, yeah, amazing. And that you're going to say, oh my God, you were still paying them. Yeah. Uh, college is such a scam. You should just pursue the thing you want to do, get around the people who do the thing, and learn. Yeah. I don't need or to go I to the, community college. I just no. do it in an astronomy class. Oh, yeah. I, you know what I mean? I'm just like, <laughs> be, for a science credit or something. And I was like, literally like, talking about constellations and stuff. I'm like, why am I here? Why will I ever? Because we were perpetuate or we're, we're yeah. ex- extending our adolescence is what I like to think. Oh, of, it know? was great training ground, like social ground, like for like, you know, becoming an adult. It was a great like bridge. Was it? It just felt like high school all over again. But more spread out. I went to a huge in, in uh, university. So it was very like the gay pool was, I guess, small. But like in general, I was like being socialized at a much more vigorous rate. I guess that for me, that was just going out and partying. Totally. Clubs, bars. I guess maybe that's what I mean. 18 and up was a thing at the time. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so that was a... Well, actually, I want to go back um, in general. This is a, just a question I ask every guest. How do you define sex? Like, if you were to define sex? Um, I think it is... Oh, that is a tough one isn't it yeah because it's like that was sex that was not sex and it's like okay a lot of people say penetration but it's like well, that's not i mean i don't think that covers it no penetration doesn't cover it at all i think that it is somewhat of an agreement you enter in a, an activity with someone right it's like you know the goal is to get off and to please each other right i guess for some people it's to, just to be pleased or to please but from that you get what you need yeah otherwise you know um but yeah i think that's has a lot to do with it it's about an interaction that you're entering in both for the same reason mm-hmm. it's both part of that same part of your brain you know the sex part of your brain right yeah. and that can happen on so many levels that it can just be cuddling for some people or just yeah. making out is as good for sex as some and that's that for me like Making out can be just as good as sex, you know. <gasps> really? Are you one of those people? Yeah. Yeah, I think that. So, you know, I can fuck your mouth with my tongue. Yeah, you can. Just fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think that it's, it's more about the mutuality of it for me when it comes to sex. Okay. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I was gonna say even when you said getting off, it's like, I or I liked what you said about um seeking pleasure or like being pleased. It, yeah, I think it's like a net positive experience, I guess, between two people. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, using, you know, mostly what you have. You yeah. know, just your body and yourself. That's a that's key. Using your body. Someone said, um, one of my favorite well, one of my favorite definitions someone said was anything that can um that can lead to an S T D. Like any behavior that can give you an STD, that's sex. And I was like, okay, but but it doesn't cover enough. I mean, that does cover a good amount of it, but but like someone fisting. I don't do just fist, can fisting lead to an STD. Um, you'd have to have yeah. it on your hand. Mm, 
something like It'd syphilis be... can go from skin to skin. It actually specifically goes skin to skin where the, where where it enters is where it is infectious. Oh. And that lesion can be um on a hand. No, it can be inside someone's <gasps> butthole. Oh. The hand it would actually be more obvious therefore it's like that's where I got it. Yeah. Right? Huh. Yeah. I didn't realize that about yeah. syphilis. And she's mysterious. <laughs> she is. <laughs> and she's she's like she's She's back with a vengeance. I hear. Super, is babies, it super syphilis or something? No, it's just, it hasn't, I, I honestly believe there's lots of elements that have led to this, like underfunding of sexual education and the past year alone has pulled out the safety net from, from SDI resources and. Because treatment. of the pandemic? Partially. They like redirected money or something? Yeah. And some places weren't getting money and whenever th- things are going well with hiv the cdc is like oh you guys can relax on education and things like that like, no they, they, you, yeah no they they just create this wave over and over again there's like, more people like, fucking who don't know right straights are having more sex than they ever have had it <gasps> seems good for them i know i'm i'm really here for their sexual revolution totally buys have become less stigmatized by both sides like bisex is totally in swingers are in full force all over the place it's like in many ways it's the 70s well, I love that. The fr- is that free love? Was that like no? It was post free love. It was oh. mostly cocaine love and and <gasps> swinging. But yeah, oh, I miss people cocaine. were using the the elements of free love they found in the sixties towards their modern short shortly to be conservative lives. And I will say, and I've said this before, <laughs> everyone on TikTok is a nineteen year old bisexual. They're all they're all queer. It's wonderful. Yeah, I mean, it could be a phase. I mean, it's a good phase. It's like a, it's a phase in in favor of us, like our community. You know what I mean? It's like visibility, at least. Yeah. But um, do you remember the first thing that ever made you horny or made your coochie tingle? Gosh, not really. Oh, really? It was. I I started having sex at a young age, so I'm not sure where it was. I was like seven or eight. Shut up. Yeah. You as you um, in a top sort of way or a bottom sort of way? No, mostly in like, let's pretend like we know what we're doing or like, let's get naked and rub our bodies together. Oh, like the playing doctor type? Yeah. Or I, had, I like- had this one guy that I fooled around with, a neighbor. And for years I convinced myself that I was molested until one day I was like, fuck that. I liked it. Oh. And he was only three years older than me and it didn't count nearly as anything. You know, I just had So it was like seven myself. and ten? Yeah. And I convinced myself it was so not me and that all, you know, I used that as like this, like this, I put myself in a matter of victimhood to bury these desires. Right. And then eventually I was like, Oh, you know what? I'm happy this, this guy, this other boy got there with me and it was hot and some things came full circle later in my life. And I, I realized that it was just like, it was just, you know, starting early. Tell me about the, what you just said about, uh, placing yourself in victimhood and um, when how long did you carry that and then was that tied to not wanting to be gay or not wanting to be how do you identify yeah. I identify as bisexual at this point okay I think I've always but not pansexual and I came out as okay. bi okay and then I convinced myself I only did that because I was gay just trying to make it easier for everyone else the around now me gay later. myself got it and then eventually, once I finally had sex with women, I was like, oh, my God, I'm still bi. I always was. But there was, there was enough sh- straight shame I had 
you know, like bi's are so stigmatized amongst gays. Anybody that's touched a vagina is untrustworthy or they're not a gold star gay or they're like, they're like, you can't just can't understand that. You know, see my perception of bi stigmatization is that straight people are like, you're gay and you're just lying about the bi part. Mm -hmm. And I think it's hot. Full stop. (laughs) (laughs) i mean i'm i would say i'm aspiring bisexual because the idea of having or pansexual having everyone at your like have being open enough to having different levels of sex as you define it even what did you flick it off no i'm making sure okay great yeah um it sounds amazing like have you been to burning man i just brought up burning man last time you have okay it's just very like i would love to go to burning man and rub my genitals against so many genitals yeah anyway (laughs) um oh but you're saying gay guys don't gay guys shun bi guys because they're like you're not gay enough or something they used to more because it was just like an ew factor right huh because it's for for me i i kind of invested in the born this way gay idea and i think a lot of us did because politically and socially that's what was going to win us this that next round of things legislatively right oh yeah, the, the, the straights needed to have gene. this right straights needed to have this idea that we were all born this way and somewhat like them to event and that we can look like them and that we can act like <gasps> them and we can marry like them it was all part of this like assimilation and i i leaned into it because i had i had a good amount of insecurities around my attraction to women and it was easier to just be gay and act like I was that way. That's fascinating. You went from having shame about attraction to men mm-hmm. to having shame about attraction to women. Yep. So I created my fascinating own, my own bi closet. And then I would insist to people that I'm attracted to women, but I just gave up on them because I couldn't get them in the bed. Which is absolutely the truth, but I stopped saying that because it made me sound like an asshole. It made me sound like I was blaming them. Okay, I will say... Do you crave companionship with women or is it more sexual? Do you know I what I mean? It's, it's like, yeah, I think it's more sexual with women. Okay. I think my preference is men. It's easier for me to have a relationship with yeah, a man. At least I, I think so. But it's also like how many, you know, women who would be into me who like are on the same level as me or in the same zone socially in regards to sex or my community or you know community is in sex workers or yeah or okay. even the the queer community or the gay community or you know it's like it's like a it's like a a lot of i guess labels or a lot of like yeah and a lot of a lot of things that that i just i don't know i like i like the i the idea of it it's just i haven't met many women where i've thought to myself how oh, i could date oh, them yeah you know? and she'd be like this is cool for me too Right, yeah. but these days I think that's becoming more and more possible. Definitely, I was just like, thinking that I, I was like several straight girls on Scruff the other day, and I was like, "Ah, oh, I love that you're here." See, it's so funny because I feel like I've talked to a lot of gay guys who hate when they see girls on Grinder and Scruff. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you run out of blocks? <laughs> Eat a pay. Dick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I completely agree. I was like, okay, well, yeah, like block them or like what? Why is this bothering you? Like, let them. Let them in. I mean, I think we're all forced with our personal misogyny when our zones are interrupted this way. You For know what I mean? sure. Same way we treat, like, bar, gay bars treat women like shit on purpose to make sure that we don't keep them coming in. Yeah. You oh, to, yeah. The bachelorette to... parties are banned at somewhere. Oh, yeah. They're, or they try to get the them in there earlier or yeah, yeah, they yeah. ignore them at the bar. Like, sure. 
and it's sometimes it's intentional, sometimes it's subconscious. I think there's a lot of misogyny in the gay community for inherently sure. because I it's mean, mostly, you know, the majority of the gay community is white men. Yeah, I was going to say there's white supremacy <laughs> running rampant in the gay community. I don't want to go on record saying that. Oh, really? I can't sell my people out. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. Yeah, it's totally <gasps> happening. Yeah. That made me feel very like out on a ledge for a brief. <laughs> and, but the the moment felt like it was an hour long. I was like, uh, I guess I'll be editing this episode. Um, yeah, no, it's really, it's really. I I'm more I'm most saddened that I get onto Grinder in West Hollywood, California, probably the one of the gayest places in the world, and there are still so many headless torsos, so many, so much problematic verbiage and so much like kind of like shame or like anger or like there it doesn't feel like there's a loving community here it feels like there's a bunch of like sharks sometimes yeah i think when you moved out to west hollywood that's what i thought to myself like why are you it's shark infested waters what are you doing out there but i love west hollywood for all that i do there are neighbors that i say hello to mm-hmm. i meet gay guys at starbucks and we have lovely chats maybe you it's can like can be neighborly here and that is that is useful yes it's and like, unlike many places in la oh yeah yeah because it in the, the, the thing that i just said made west hollywood sound awful it's more that like i would hope that you'd get on grinder in the year 2021 and like it's not self-hating not the must be mask like yeah and it's like the list of things that you want or like the long list of things that annoy you yeah i'm like what is this i mean yeah i put a small one on there mostly for fun but it's always like half joke with me what is it my my obligatory pet peeve list one is mirror pictures interesting mirror selfies okay this is a huge turnoff oh looking in the People camera? think I'm a dick for feeling this way, but yeah, when you're not looking at the camera, you're taking a mirror, sel- mirror selfie. Like, not only do you have the mirror at your advantage and a phone that can flip the camera and look straight at you, anyways. Yeah, you could just look at the camera in the mirror, and people are like, well, how do you know if you're taking a good picture? I'm like, because you've got a smartphone, you can reference it. Yeah, two seconds later. Yeah, so take as many pictures as uh-huh. it takes. Look at them, choose your favorite one because you're showing me your eyes. When you look at the mirror, the selfie photo, right? Yeah. And you, you just, you're looking at your phone in, 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 a, in a mirror selfie. It just makes me think you couldn't figure that out. <laughs> or they truly prefer looking at themselves over right. you, which we've all probably hooked up with that guy. Right. And it's like, you know, but I have to, I, I've relaxed on that being a hard no for me. Yeah. It's like you unlock your photos and you don't have one picture of your eyeballs because you're always looking at your phone or you have sunglasses on when you got your shirt off. <sighs> So I like I have nothing of your eyeballs, and to me that's something that I, so I need, key. right? So I, like key. I don't care if both your eyeballs look like raisins. Like <laughs> I want to see them first. And they have, they have. He's talking <laughs> about me. Um, no, no. I I would go as far to say most people are fuckable wearing sunglasses. It's, a, it's actually a turn off for me. I no, I'm just saying, eyes are so key, right? Because like with sunglasses, mm-hmm. everyone looks like kind of attractive i think yeah it's the eyes that for me bring it together or tear it apart yeah i mean i think i'm on the opposite side of that but yes okay like i need the eyes as well but that that hits me so hard that when i like if i meet someone and we're outdoors somewhere and like i go to shake their hand and they haven't taken their sunglasses off to shake my hand i'm like we're not gonna hang out 
Interesting. <laughs> but that's not an official rule. It's just something that hits yeah. me immediately. It's a yellow it's a flag. It's a matter of trust. It's a matter of, of politeness. It's a matter of courtesy. When, when I do meet a guy, sometimes I'll dip my sunglasses below so I can like be like, hi. Like, right. it's me. Like, you have blonde eyes. Uh, you have blue eyes. I those have are, blonde eyes. Those are, I mean, <laughs> those two. But you have, you know, those are very useful. Yeah. Oh. And plus, some people aren't into people with blue eyes. So you'd want them to see that first. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, I don't trust you. Ugh, yeah, right? The devil. <laughs> do you not have blue eyes? I do. They're Okay, okay. They're not as blue as they used to be. Oh. Well, it happens as you get older. Does it? You'll see one day. I do, for I mean, I identify as older. I identify as a woman in her early 50s. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm just saying. That's how I feel comfortable. Is that how you hide your age? You just say you're a woman in I'm, your 50s? I'm a woman in her early 50s. Um, okay, wait, wait, wait. So seven to 10 years old, you had your first, oh, you rubbed genitals with a boy. No, that was more afterwards when you're when I was hooking up with boys that weren't like as hookup friendly. I was a horny little kid. So I'd be like, I'd be cruising my friends and I had no idea that that's what like, sometimes that was my, that was my game, right? Oh, cruising your guy friends. Yeah. And it's, uh... I was so horny. I thought it was just about a matter of being horny as I got older, but I f- almost forgot how I just never stopped between age seven and age 16. When I finally had sex that I was like, I just kind of had rubbed a lot of that out of my head for a while. Right. Uh-huh. And convinced myself it was all just something from being my childhood, but it was oh. actually this hot encounter between me and another boy. Yeah. He, he t- <laughs> taught me how to suck dick. I don't remember there being erections, to be honest. I really? Remember, I don't remember he, erections happening. He taught you how to s- suck a soft penis? Essentially. Huh. He was, yeah. And then also how to French kiss, which <gasps> he to him, French kissing, he just said, open your mouth. And he stuck his tongue in it? No. And he took a big old, he just spit as <gasps> big as he could in there. Just No. Right? <laughs> That is, for the record, how I French kiss. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, it was also like, that's weird and that's wrong. And then by the time I was about 30, that kind of behavior became more more common amongst the spitting gay thing. Sex. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, you either do or you don't type thing, right? Uh-huh. And like when that finally came full circle, I was like... Oh, he huh. was right. He was this right. Is, this, this is, is hot. This is gay French kissing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so he taught you these things, but you're still labeling this as like bad did you feel bad after he spit in your mouth do you know what I mean or after no not immediately but it, it felt like you know having that kind of secret that young it yeah all, it, all had, it played all sorts of tricks on my mind of course and i convinced myself of all sorts of things as i grew older yeah because we're and, trying to like explain but other things. boys did that right and it was like other boys did other that boys knew the other boys that did that oh so it was, it was like a like whisper. It was a like a, a, secret, a secret society. A bit of a, no, not not necessarily that, but I mean, like it was a bit of a gaydar there. I think that these the boys that were horny like that could easily find each other. There was something, huh, already instilled in us that was perhaps it was you know it could be genetic, could be my and, instincts, and it then could be would it be like I'm gonna sleep over at Jason's tonight, and I bet we're gonna rub dicks. Do you I guys talk to think each other I would about think it? That no, okay. I, would, I don't think I would think that hard about it. Okay. Right? Because it was a very subconscious sure. situation. Okay. You know, it's a piece of my brain that shouldn't have developed that young. Therefore, it like, had to hold its own space to where it wasn't the only reason I'd hang out with somebody. No. The big dick energy it, part of your brain. The BDE. Yeah. Well, that also didn't happen until later either. Like. We even not acknowledge that you have a huge dick. Do you feel comfortable identifying yeah, as someone let me, with a huge dick? Let me show dick? it to you. I'm going to pull it out on the table. 
<laughs> he just unraveled his dick. Picture a garden hose. No, picture a firefighter's hose that is pumped with water, but like laying in a coil. That's Mouse's. You should look up Mouse on Twitter. I'm talking to my roommate right now. I absolutely will. Oh, yeah, you will. <laughs> um, you're also wearing a great shirt, which is a stencil of, or like a, a, a drawing, a sketch of someone about, like a hand that's prepped to fist. Mm-hmm. And it says, how will I know if he really loves me? Yep. And is that saying he'll uh, he'll take a fist for you? I mean, it was more a a, a line from a Whitney song. Than oh, I know else. that. I know that. But like, I mean, I know. I, mean, I don't mean to doubt oh, yeah. your Whitney fandom. But uh, could you imagine if I didn't know? I was like, oh, what's Whitney Houston? I was actually looking to see how uh, I don't know how to say his name. Nathan Rappert. Okay. Or is it rapport or something? Could, Spell right, it. Exactly. I don't know. R a p p o r t. Yeah, it might be Nathan Rapport. Um, but is that his Instagram handle or something, or is that just his? I was able to Google him easily. Oh, oh. Me. I'm like, did you I'm Google not so good at fisting Whitney Houston? <laughs> and that's what came up. It, there are, oh, wow. Adamsnest.com. Okay, so Adamsnest.com has, has his of, merch. Has some of his merch, yeah. It's just great. He does, is nice, it? Yeah. He does nice line drawings. Yes, line and, drawings. And puts uh, pop song lyrics on them. Oh, cool. Somewhat <gasps> contextual. It lets you let your mind make up what yeah, you want yeah, to yeah. out of that. You know, how will I know if he really loves me? Adam's Nest. No, what did you say? Nathan Rapport. Yes. Adam's Nest. Adamsnest.com. Okay, great. Nathan Rapport. I'm going to actually, I think I might buy something because I'm feeling like spending a little bit of money, which is... I think this one... Neither here nor there. You would really like. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, sorry. This is the visual aspect of the pod. But now that I have, I have a Patreon <laughs> finally. Oh my God. It says enjoy the silence. Enjoy the silence. And it's a guy with a cock halfway down his throat. It's like the position where you lean your head off the, the bed and the guy like feeds his dick down your throat that's my favorite way to suck a dick oh really it's very disorienting for me and the blood rushes to my head and i don't really enjoy it uh like for some people it's like that's the bend of the throat you need to get it deep in there and for me it's like hopefully a dick's shaped look at that nice boy boyfriend curve yeah that's when i want to be on boy on my yeah yeah and it's like but i have i i i i'm pretty sure i have a clitoris at the back of my throat so it's something that i really enjoy (laughs) stop yeah like Wait, do you actually feel physical pleasure when a dick's in the back of your throat? Oh, yeah. Interesting. Okay, I don't feel that, but I do feel very mentally and emotionally satisfied when a dick is like, when it clicks past that part in your throat and it's like down in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I just always come at it from like, if my ass were closer to the guy's head. Do you know what I mean? I come at it. Like in the 69 position, basically, but yeah. I don't need to be sitting on his face. But it's right. the same difference, that curve that puts it down your throat. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so then the first time you had sex, or we'll call it, say, quote unquote, sex was 16, you said? Um, <laughs> yes. Is it a boy or a girl? It was with a boy. It involved <laughs> uh, a sandwich bag and some Vaseline. Stop. Yeah. Like I don't a, know what like made me so condom? underprepared. I like I don't know. Yeah, it's all we had on us. And I was like, I want to try this and you're seem to be willing if not just <laughs> a hard teenage boy. So, let's you, try it out. You MacGyvered. You MacGyvered. 
Yes, a MacGyvered. It is how you spell it, isn't it? Wow. No, it's it's Magai, <laughs> I think, but you Magaid. Wow. Wait, uh, and you put Vaseline. Oh, so you put the sandwich bag on his dick or mm-hmm. your dick? His dick. Yep. And then covered that with Vaseline. Yep. And then jammed it in your hole. Um, or not jammed it in your hole, but you sat on it delicately. I think yeah. At that age, not knowing what I was doing, it was just jamming it. Wow, and it hurt. Oh, just tell me about I it. Sorry, it, I'm like trying to tell you. Here's the story. funny thing about this story is that I didn't remember this because I told my first boyfriend at 17 that I was losing my virginity to him. <gasps> Did you and know you were lying? And then one day it clicked, probably in the middle of bed because it's the way my brain works and this is how my mouth works. And I was like, oh my God, you didn't take my virginity. <laughs> and he's like, what? I'm like, I totally forgot I had sex like... And, you know, a year ago, and my sophomore year. <laughs> Wait, I kind of want to know more about. I want to know more about sandwich bag guy. What was the situation there? Um, <laughs> uh, he was a friend. I mean, okay. straight guy. Okay, he's straight now. Of, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I think that the the experimental phase is a very real thing, right? Yeah, but and boys are like, hornier than they are concerned with like labels, right? And you're you're. You're from the Midwest, right? Yeah. I'm from the South, and it's like, people didn't believe that. You know, you touch a dick once, you're gay forever. Yeah. Right? It was damning. But you go out, come out to California, and straight guys will tell you about their, they'll be like, oh, I dated this guy once. I was more of a bottom, but I'm not really into that anymore. And I'm like, huh, that's amazing. Yeah. That, that straight guys can be more honest about when they had more fun with dick. Sure. Right? Sure. Where they have an occasional dick fetish out here. It's yeah. not even by. Play with the dick. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they don't identify. Yeah, they're like straight, but I play with the dick sometimes. Yeah. And I think when it comes to fucking your friends as a teenager, you... They... I Honestly, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I've had people I've had sex with when I was in my adolescence and teenager years. That is still adolescence, right? Um, yeah that forgot they did it or that didn't think that it happened. And I truly believe that they had somehow smashed that from their memory. Of course. Because to them, that was just kind of hard for them to reconcile with, with their sexuality in modern America. Oh my God. So you just kind of forget the things that you did. And it's like, all right. <laughs> what am I, chop liver? Zoe, <laughs> <laughs> so but on the day in question, like, what was the scenario? Like, was this like at a sleepover? Was this at, you know, behind a barn? Was this by the drinking well? <laughs> I, I'm from suburbia, first okay. off. There's, okay. there's no barn or Sorry, drinking. Sorry, <laughs> I don't know why. I, you said south, and I'm like, it was on a farm. <laughs> I know, I know. It's people people often give me no, that. You don't sound like you're from Atlanta. Yeah. And I say, neither do you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and then you slap him. You cock yes. slap him. Um, okay, yeah, go on. Um, the, I think it was, a, it was a sleepover. Although, you know, we were boys. We didn't call it that. I Did you just, spend the night? Yeah. Yeah, okay. And his house, or who hosted, who traveled? It was at their house, yeah. Okay, so you traveled. Mm-hmm. And then... What was like? How tell me? How did it like happen? Like, I I need to I need you to know you. Someone put a sandwich bag on their dick and then put it in your butt. We had had you know we traded blowjobs for a while before that. This okay. wasn't just the one time. Okay, thing, okay, okay, right? okay, okay. And it was um. So I kind of, it was kind of like that was the the pinnacle. The next of thing. It, this right? makes a lot more sense. Sound right? Okay. But in the end, I honestly felt a little bad about it later in life because I was like, I'm the only one that always goaded these people into having 
at oh. least as a teenager, into having, you know, into fooling around. Like he went to brush his teeth and you got on all fours and we're like, hey. Or it's like <laughs> sleepovers became more more bonerific. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like that gives you the perfect opportunity to be like, well, My dick's or you can even grab someone's hand and put it on your dick. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's it's hard to think back on as an adult because it's like that's not necessarily appropriate behavior. Totally. You know what I mean? Totally. Well, it's if you like, have a sleepover, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, I'm going to find some liquor out of my dad's cabinet and bring over and we're going to get drunk and I'm going to find a way to get your hand on my cock. That's <laughs> that's that sounds awful. That's a predator. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, you know, th- I mean, it was mutual. Yeah. It always was mutual. Totally. But I think for for back then, it's probably easier today for a lot of kids to do this and move on. But well, yeah, it's in like their Instagram bio or their right. TikTok bio. I had one of these people call me. Two, maybe three years later, he was in college and he asked me if I had any STDs. <laughs> three years later? Yeah. And you're like, well, now I do, but I didn't then. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what's today? Yeah, yeah. it's a um, girl. And I, I asked him, I was like, why are you asking me? They're like, well, we, I came down with something and you're like, you're the only guy I've hooked up with. So I figured maybe it was you. As if girls' like, nasty asses don't carry STIs, right. and I was like, "Oh!" But I knew I knew this person very well, and and I was I was I love him to death, and I was just like, "That's that is really <laughs> ignorant, ignorant <no>. of you." <laughs> it is it is very. Oh my god! I mean, yeah, cringy. this person reminded me of the like they were the Flanders family. There was were a, totally the Flanders. Oh really? Like Christiany. Yes, but also from Michigan. They had the accent. They ah! had, it was. They had the mustache. It was like, um, uh, it was yeah. There was a girl in my in college that I bartended with who thought you had to have a penis to get HIV. I mean, that's not accurate. It's not, but there was a time where you know, you know, in the, the mid two thousands. <laughs> oh wow! Like, I mean, the the, it was two thousand eight. Oh my God, I forgot you were only 18. Um, she, she said this to you. When? What? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was like an adult that I was bartending. I mean, we were both 21 probably. Did she think you could get it from the toilet seat I, too? She just thought that she thought that a penis had to be involved. Like you had to have a penis to qualify for HIV. And we'd like sit her down and be like, no, you can get it too. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay, okay. So I'm happy you helped her out. I hope that she's yeah. considered that in her sexual exploits. You know, she's long dead from HIV. You know, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Okay. So the first that was the first experience sandwich bag. That's so fucking funny. Um. Have you always been like you said you've always had a high sex drive? Yeah. Isn't that kind of redundant, though? I mean, as as men, when do we not have high sex drive? I mean, I meet guys who have, like, less than others. This is true. You know? I've, I've met more asexuals in the past couple of years than I met before. And as I also have chemically castrated myself with prescription medication, and my sex drive went from 110 to 28%. Percent. So now you're just asexual, homoromantic. Maybe. The guy who is like putting up with me right now, and I say that because our sex drive has uh, our sex life has like like significantly dropped. We like make out and cuddle and grind, and then I'm like, bye. <laughs> like I get, I like he get, I get him fully like aroused, and then. 
and he's allowed to go get off however he wants. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or like open and like he can do whatever. And like I've offered. I then I think that's lovely. The, the problem is I think he is more of a pleaser, so it's not like guys. I'd be happy to blow him, but like even when we floor and like I blow him for a little bit, and then he like wants to like eat my ass or like fuck me, and I'm like, hmm, you can, but like I'm like. I'm. I'd rather give you dead fish. Yeah, I. I mean, can I put TV on? You know, I mean, but kind of. But I'm also enjoying not being horny all the time, because it's very. It redirects. It can redirect your energy towards something else. Yeah. That's that's one of the reasons I do what I do. If I wasn't a sex worker and porn model, I would probably spend way too much money. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Energy. I wouldn't have the money, actually. I would spend way too much time and energy finding sex. Pursuit of sex. Yeah. And it's like an, it's a a stress reliever. It's all the things. And like, you know. Um, Okay. So then after you had sandwich bag sex, was it off to the races with gay sex or did you like? No, that was like the, the, the final anal attempt until my boyfriend. Okay. Yeah. A year later. Mm Mm-hmm. Who my first boyfriend told me you start off as a bottom and eventually graduate to being a top. Do you believe that? I believed that at first, I think. Yeah. And it made sense to me. I'm like, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. You gotta earn it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It made sense to me. I don't know why I bought that. No complaints though. He was an excellent top. And I think he taught me a lot. <laughs> top so, top? So in some ways he was right. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. If I didn't if I didn't let him be the more you know, dominant one. You know, or yeah. Just the more the top in the relationship because did when he opened his mouth a purse fell out oh yeah there was nothing top about him did you top him were you more masculine <laughs> than him <laughs> yeah i don't know like yeah I, I hate identifying as masculine though. oh sorry it's weird um well your voice is very creamy and on the mask side i know i've heard my my amsr <gasps> is, is really good okay. people often tell me they compliment me on my voice they tell me oh i love your voice so people tell me they love the the scenes that where I'm where I'm, where I'm acting, so to speak. Oh, or, stop! Yeah, and that's actually my favorite. One of my favorite parts about porn is the the, acting the dialogue. Part? Yeah, oh, I love it. It's also much more intentional than people understand. The scenes that happen prior to the sex yeah. or after the sex. Yeah, or also the how they're tuned and how they're you know how they're delivered. It's not you know it's often it is as bad as it looks, but. Just as often they want it to be a certain kind of bad. Okay. Right? It is sure. a genre in, in its own way, right? Yeah. I, get, I never thought about it that way. Like camp. Like porn yeah, camp. And so you, I'll spend, you know, on, on, on buy scenes, we'll spend more time on the dialogue than we will shooting the sex. And really? Six pages of dialogue that they don't want you to drift from. You know, there's not much ad- room for ad-libbing in some of these places. But others will come to you with no script at all saying, all right, here we are. I filmed recently my, my first studio scene in, in over a year last week. How'd it go? It went great. I was yeah? really nervous about it because I, like, I had fallen out of shape in 2020. I was like mentally and physically, I had a lot to like come back from. And I, I was very nervous about it, but it went well. My scene partner was such a sweetheart. Uh, Can you say their name? Yeah. His name was Drew Sebastian. Drew Sebastian? Yeah. <laughs> do you know who this? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I looked him up because they offered it and I was like, oh, I've, I don't think I've met this person. They look, they he, look very sexy. He, vis- via a video, he's made me come countless times. Oh, wow. Because he's got strong, like, just like, I don't know. I, I He's just like a big man yeah. with a meaty dick. Mm-hmm. And he just, he's, I've seen him destroy a lot of twinks. 
yeah, and he's he, he was a lot of fun to work with. Did can you tell me the dynamic of the scene or what happened in the scene? <laughs> um, I'm sure they will release it soon, so you wouldn't mind me talking about it here. But it was a, oh, I don't the bottomless cafe. No, it's fine. Okay. The bottomless cafe. Okay. Right. I was going in there uh, hyping myself up for a lot of uh, coffee puns because uh-huh. this director loves loves puns and he'll egg you on. He'll say, "I need more dialogue." Or, okay. You know, yeah. And I love that because it's it's a lot of fun to play with. Um, but I didn't realize it was a sandwich shop. So we get there and we're like, "Oh!" And at one point we're filming, and I, I'm not sure the camera was rolling at the moment, but we were like doing something and like you know working the dick up a little bit more, making sure my hands in there when the shirt shot starts because it was a it was a verse. Uh, oh, you guys flipped? Yeah, it was flip fucking and fisting. Oh, um, and fisting? Mm-hmm. Wait, flip fucking and fisting. Yeah. So both people got fisted, both people got fucked. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I looked at him and I'm like, Schlotzkis. <laughs> he said, Subway. I said, Jersey Mike's. <laughs> <laughs> Quiznos. Quiznos. Yeah. <laughs> Oven toast tastes better. It's like, oh, and I had a sandwich shop. It's like, I don't know why you buy a six inch when you, when you already got that foot long. Yes. You know, do you want to make a combo with those hands? <laughs> a combo? Oh. Uh, wow. And that's what's, what's even fun is that like, <laughs> I, I jokingly yelled at like one of the, or, or I exclaimed to one of the, the, uh, the production crew. I was like, y'all are cracking up back there. You can't, I can't break out a character. They're like, you're saying some funny shit. And I'm like, well, you're not here for a comedy show. I'm here to fuck for you on camera. And you need to tighten it 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 up. Tighten it up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and I love that. It was fun. And it was, uh, if it weren't fun, if the steam partner wasn't great and the production wasn't, you know, a a solid production, it's like a lot of these things have to come together because it's not really a fisting scene necessarily. Like, yeah, you're getting it in this angle and in this angle and this angle. And, mm-hmm. you know, in these three different positions, you're getting in the, the culmination of what would be a sex scene, but there's uh-huh. some starting and stopping and there's lunch oh, break sure. and there's all these things, right? So it's like the, the more, the, the better that things go on on all aspects of it, the more sure. fun you have overall. And of then course. you can remember it as a fun sexual time. Yeah. Right. How many times did you come in a like? How long does it take the like a scene like that? How long did it take? Uh, it's like a six hour day. Okay. That one, that one was. Um, but they they take there was, a, it was a, it's a good studio. Um, they take their time. They have professional lighting. You know. And they have, Do you want to shout them out? Is that weird? Or should you shout them out? No, it's it's for um, <clears throat> it's for Falcon Naked Naked Sword. Cool. Yeah. Daddy's Dungeon. Okay. Oh, I honestly forget which one of that, but it's sure, all that, under the same family. umbrella, Falcon Naked Sword. Yeah. Okay. Um, which I enjoy shooting for because they bring me just really fun productions, really fun dialogue, really really hilarious <gasps> sets, and great scene partners. I really want to be a non-sex role in a porn. Like, I want to be, like, an actor. I think you'd make a great cuckold actor. Does that mean I watch? Yes. You just sit there and you watch the whole time. You're like... You watch your 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 girlfriend get fucked by a big black dick for the first time. Oh wow, go her! And you 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 exclaim, "Oh no, she's never going to want to fuck me." But you look at it with envy, almost <laughs> almost penis envy is what you're sure. But you actually, even though they make you get tested for STIs for these scenes, you don't have to touch any body parts. Huh. But the more of the, the interaction you get with the dick or the cum, uh-huh. the more money they'll give you. The, oh, the closer you get to the load. Yeah, the cuckold. It's the cuckold idea. It's like there's you. 
you're giving up your your girlfriend or yeah or wife or you know letting her get pleased by somebody else you're not you're not letting someone else but like her. would they even shoot my stuff at the same time like i wouldn't mean the same no you, shot. you're literally right there next to them oh my god like, up close, like wait 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 and so you're saying if the guy came on me i get more money um or is that what some, you were some saying some of those scenes work that way yeah Huh. It's, it's cuckold is a straight guy yeah. situation and it's also so you're coming in for a very specific thing that doesn't normally or doesn't exactly involve sexual interaction yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're willing to like lick the cum off her tits they might be more appreciative wow yeah um i was picturing more the in front of my salad oh that's what i, I kind of wanted yeah <laughs> i mean but like one of those people you know what i mean right um often that'll be people around the set you know, PAs and other Stop. production crews and whatnot. That's just, I could take one of those roles. <laughs> I will show up on time. I don't care what you pay me in. Well, that's what, that's, that's the thing though. Like that's, it's easier to get someone else who's on set who isn't a big part of the production. Cause it's not like Hollywood. You don't have to pay someone just cause they have two lines on something. Really? Really? Oh, I'm got I'm going to, oh, uni- yeah. I'm going to unionize. I'm going to sag in on porn. Good luck. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if PAs can't unionize in Hollywood, then I don't think that you can get effectively unionized porn. They've they're that. If the government been, were smart, they would step in and get it going because there's so much money. All my friend paid taxes. We'd be able to feed more children. <laughs> you said if all your friends paid taxes, <laughs> if they felt comfortable paying taxes, totally. I should say, yeah. You know, yeah. it's like some people don't want to put their money into the system, worried sure. about the consequences because. Yeah some aspect of what they do may or may not be illegal. Right. Depending wow. on where they're at. I I could talk to you forever about this stuff. Um, what's your sex life now? Like, okay, what's your sex life like amidst working in sex? Um, I'm a huge cock tease to everyone I come across. Really? Because I want to fuck everything, but I don't have time to. Okay. Yeah. But you would if you could. Yeah. Do you but come every day? Off, that comes off as disingenuous. This comes not very genuine, you know. It's really? Like, because how many times can I say to someone, "Oh yeah, I'd like to have sex with you," but I don't. Really they when? they might see me around. They ask me, "Oh, when is that going to happen?" It's like when these things line up, they line up. Wow. But for me, it's like my I dedicate my sex to my sex work. Okay. And to to uh, porn modeling so much so that I, when it comes to being tested, that's who I'm testing for, right? Yeah. So. The closer I am to a test, I am to a shoot or a client. Okay. And then when it comes to hookups, not to say that I'm willing to put my hookups at greater risk than anyone else, but it basically comes down to where I play the risks. When it fits in. Right. And so I don't have the luxury of having sex when I want to necessarily outside of sex work. Because you're planning it. It's plan- It's right. on the calendar. Right. It's on the calendar. If I'm <gasps> having sex in a week and I'm getting tested two days before that to make sure that I don't have anything, yeah. then I have to play it as safe as i can because those two days then. after being tested are dead zones right but also the couple of days before because those tests aren't accurate for after a certain number of days of, of exposure to some stis yeah so oh oh oh, tested, oh it's like quarantining you get tested one or two days after being exposed to something you might not show up for it but you right. can have symptoms the very next day wow and it shows up it's like there's a lot of if ifs ands and buts you know are um okay so but you're all you. You've never had a trouble. Had trouble like being horny for the thing you're doing. Do you know what I mean? Not really. Okay. I mean, I've. I'm not ashamed to say that I've used boner pills, plenty. Of course. Or even Trimix, the shot that goes in your dick. 
up and it makes it hard oh yeah like for how long a few hours if depending on how much you put in there yeah i like to do smaller doses so that it has a a little give it's not just rock hard because it hurts how does it work i guess i could google this but it goes into your uh one of the two shafts that's in it's in your dick it's like two kind of like little circular shafts Uh uh-huh sure i'm familiar yeah it goes in there the drug basically signals to your brain that your dick needs the blood it oh. releases the hormone that happens down there when you're having an erection therefore to indicate that blood needs to just rush in here as hard as fucking possible it turns your dick into a little vampire where it's like i want your right. blood uh and it's it's it weirds people out because of the needle right sure Obviously. sure but your dick is not as sensitive as you think it is like you can't mine really with it cries every day <laughs> <laughs> Um, you can't read braille with it is that what you yeah, said you can't oh yeah you're right never thought about that the, like the head of your penis may be sensitive but also dick piercings are, are fairly easy because of it it's like very little flesh to go through is there any issue with there being like an open flesh wound on your dick like a, the needle hole um or does that like clot pretty fast or i'm not sure technically so i'm not sure how porn views that on that end but like what if you put a Band-Aid on your dick and then it got lost inside the person? Um, I don't, that, They'd be, be a little that's mad. That's pretty hot in its own weird way. I don't know if it's a new fetish, <laughs> Band-Aid fetish, lost Band-Aids. Um, so, lost butthole Band-Aids. So then have you had a relationship with it? Have you, what's your, like your dating life like then? Yeah, I've had, I've, I've been dating someone for a couple of years now. Are they, do they also do sex work? Somewhat. They, they do porn. They do some Just for Fans stuff. Okay. Do you have a um, Just for Fans? I have a Just for Fans. I don't have an OnlyFans. Do you want to plug no, Just I for Fans? Do have, I mean, sure. Yeah, do it. Um, if you're willing to enjoy my videos at a, a very inconsistent frequency or rate, it's only $9 a month. Great. That, <laughs> and my, eventually my I get around to it. But my collection of videos is good enough to want to revisit a lot of them. So a lot of people stick around regardless of how much attention I'm paying it. Yeah. I know that's a terrible plug. I'm hoping to get back to it soon, though, because I have years of material that I need to post. Oh, stop! I'm so far behind, wait, and I, so, it's, it's so hard to do all these things to, uh, by myself. It's really a time thing. It's like you have the It's a the psychological content? thing too, though. It's, it's the, a what? Psychological, psychological thing okay. as well. It's like working on myself constantly is very tiring, right? Sure. It's like I have, you know, I have some narcissistic tendencies. Otherwise, I wouldn't do all the things that I do. But I'm not full-on narcissist but you get you have to play one on tv when you're in porn yeah i mean you have to always present yourself as if you are the horny right now like if you're posting a dick picture you took yesterday you're still posting it in the mindset that this is happening now yeah and it's hard for me to especially in the past year where i wasn't very horny and shit was really fucked up for me and i was like i got all these great videos in which i look better than i do now Mm -hmm. i don't want to edit that (gasps) and then put it out there it all you know it was all just like so meta and so me oh wow psychologically it becomes its own you know it's almost like writer's block it's like really hard to move past it for, for no great reason you know writer's cock block sorry <laughs> i like that mm-hmm. um so yeah that makes perfect sense so, yeah. to me but it's i i love my boyfriend for never having a problem with this sort of thing we met at a porn convention at the the gay vns in um have you won awards no, I think I've been nominated for You've one or two. You've definitely been nominated for something because I've seen. I don't. I don't really. I don't like to play into that aspect of sure. it. Sure, politics. It's, am I right? 
Yeah, and all those award shows, there's like five or six major award shows. They're all funded by particular publications or studios themselves. So those are the those the are winners. the ones that win. Yeah, it's a really easy Ew. system to see. They need we need a people's choice for but porn. When you know you're going to the Grabbies and these two studios are going to win, you know who it's between. So people are still there for that competition okay you know what i mean yeah 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 but and, but i like i went i went gross. to one of those award shows and i didn't know this until afterwards because i was hoping i was going to get an award but then yeah. i noticed that only certain people were winning like, or a certain whatever uh, and somebody's like oh no 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 no! this the grabbies is owned by this publication yeah, and these two studios win. are the major don't uh wow uh, yeah. not unlike i mean I mean, worse than the Academy Awards. In sure, some ways, sure, right? sure. De- and definitely. The Academy Awards have, have done well to di- diversify their, their voting base. Yeah. Well, I hope someday, though, that the politics swing in your favor. Swing. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, do you guys I okay, agree? Do you do, uh, do you and your boyfriend do content together? We do. You do? Mostly fisting, because uh, he's, he's a fister like me, and he's a pup. Fisting's a big part of your sex life. It's a big part of my sex life. It is. Although it makes up the majority of my, um, of probably my sex tapes. I don't think I've published enough of them for that to be the majority of my work out there. Do you? So I've kind of you, kept that on the, not in the back burner, but <clears throat> I don't want that to define me overall sure. because I do so much more. Of course. And a lot of people, as soon as they see the fisting, they think, oh, fisting. his dick's broken. <gasps> oh, is that a thing? Oh, they immediately assume that my, I'm no longer topping and that I'm faking it if I am. And really? And I'm not interested anymore. Wait, that's a thing? People just assume. Like, if you want to take a, a fist up your butt, obviously you're not, you're not into anal sex anymore with penises or topping. People decide exactly what they want to decide for you. Yeah. About how old you are, what you're doing right now, yeah. how, when you film this video, regardless of when you say it was. Ugh, I hate it. People... They have they their own need, narrative. Yeah, they need in their a head. story. Yeah, and if they're like a a mean negative person, they're gonna give you a negative story too. Yeah, and if and that, I guess that's what makes it hard for me to sell my videos in some ways. If even when I'm consistent with my videos, I make a small fraction of what a lot of my friends do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they don't understand it, but I keep telling them, I'm like, I have a little bit of everything. Right. I, yeah. I. I like my type is human. Mm-hmm. And I love fisting, I love fetish, I love fucking, I love getting fucked. People don't want to subscribe to something where they have to sift through all the things they don't like to find the things oh, that they do. Int- well, that's the world, too, where like we want to see Julia Roberts play Julia Roberts. We want right. to see you fist a twink. Or like, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And they pr- try to put you in a in a spot. Yeah. Um, and I think that's... <clears throat> mm, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. Don't ever apologize to me. I never deserve an apology. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, also, but you're the guest and I want the spotlight to be on you and I want you to talk as much as possible. Um, with fisting, when did you first stumble into that? Um, <clears throat> funny you say that because it actually involves me falling and my arm just ending up in somebody. No. No, it doesn't. Oh my God. I was like, they're <laughs> dead for sure. If you fall with your body weight into somebody. I had a boyfriend, my last... Uh, was it my last boyfriend in Atlanta? Mm-hmm. Uh, wanted me to fist him, and he was he was into it, but hadn't had much experience with it. And so I kind of practiced as a top with him. And eventually I started buying dildos, and then those dildos just started getting bigger. And it wasn't until I was like 
33 or 34 where I was like, oh, I just want to, I want to see what this is all about. Yeah. Like, cause I started topping more and I was like, they get so much out of this. Yeah. Like, not that I don't as a top, but like they're on fucking cloud nine in yeah. some other place. Yeah. The noises that people make when you're fisting them. Sure. The faces they make, the shit that like, you know, you can make someone cry in a good way while fisting. Wow. And it's like so many things can be released from that. Wow. And I was like, I, I got to figure this out. I got to try it out. And, uh, I trained myself to get there. My first hand was my own first fist. But Isn't that it, dangerous, they say? Because you can break your wrist if you like fall, you, you you land with your weight on it? If you did fall on it, yeah, but I don't know why someone would fall. Well, I fist myself on a trampoline, so <laughs> maybe that's just a specific to me worry. <laughs> I, I, it was hard to get in there. It was like I actually did have to sit on it and just like nudge and nudge and nudge sure. until it popped in there. And then I remember getting up and turning around, looking in the mirror. And I'm like, is that actually in there? It doesn't feel like it's in there. It didn't feel like much had happened. It was just kind of like, bloop. Huh. I was like, huh. And I look in the mirror and I'm like, okay, that's definitely in there. That's cool. <laughs> this is not what I expected. It's not that great. That's cool. And then a month or two later, I finally get somebody's hand in me. And it was a, it was a very different experience. It sure. It's like they finally first got it in there. And I it just my my pleasure, pleasure centers, centers, centers in my brain just start Going lighting off. up like fireworks. What? It was just like so much and too much. And I said, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Get it out of there. Get it out of there. And he like he pulls out, not too fast, because that can be very jarring. Yeah. He pulls out and he says, "Are you okay?" I was like, "Oh, I'm excellent. Do it again." <gasps> he's like, "Why did you say get out of there?" I was like, "I couldn't handle it. It was just too much." He's like, "But it felt good." I was like, "It felt perfect." He was like, "Okay." And he went back again and again. I was like, "Oh my god, get it out, get it out, get it out, get it, get out." I had, you know, it, <laughs> I, hit, I, I hit the event horizon where I was like, "This feels too good." Yeah. I want it, but I can't handle it for more than wow. a second at a time. And it took a while for me to like actually get into like it was more and more and more fluid, yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, fisting is it's a lot like a sport and a hobby outside of sex. It, it comes up with its own crowd of people. Yeah, I've heard it that its, it's a culture. community. Yeah, yeah, and there is. I think one of the things I love about fisting is that it's not unlike these interviews that you do. Mm-hmm. It's that much more intimate than sex because you're separated by the length of someone's intestines sure (laughs) you know and so you can have like for people that are more experienced at fisting i myself in particular and a few of my friends we can talk while we're doing it until we like really get into it right but then we can begin to laugh we can talk about what we've been up to we can catch up while we're just getting oh that's fascinating and it's nice and it's pleasant and you like really catch the fuck up and it's something that you know it really loosens you up and like (laughs) (laughs) um but w- so would you do you fist people that you are not sexually attracted to? Does you does that make sense? Because you just said it's like a no, friendly thing. I don't like for me at this point and increasingly as I've gotten older, I've I've had I, I don't know how to even define that. Mm. You know, somebody I'm not I'm not sexually attracted to is more of someone who's an asshole. Oh, you know? like as far as my sex work, that's. And I, I wish more of my porn. I hope to do more of my porn in this level, even though it's hard to straddle the line between objectifying some people and having showing fair space for them. Uh-huh. Like, I don't really have a type. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I have a lot of clients that are uh, differently abled. Yeah. I have. I, I love obese guys as much as I love scrawny guys. Yeah. I, you know, it's. Uh, I don't care how many limbs you have, yeah. how many eyeballs you have, or if oh. you have gills beneath your ears. Oh. You know? Yeah. Um, and so when it comes to fisting, that it does kind of break the mold of the things that will initially 
get attraction from me yeah in a hookup moment or you know oh but finding out that they like to get fisted reactivate something in your brain yeah because that's a different zone it's like yeah i don't have to worry about interacting with this person on a kissing level or a fucking level if we're agreeing to just fist i don't have to be you know that makes and it really takes the edge off because your hand doesn't get limp you know <laughs> yeah does it get i mean does your arm has your arm gotten tired though T- tight holes can make them tired really but like heavy fisters sometimes they look at their arms and i'm like there's so much of your arms that you get from doing this specifically that's so funny is it like this back behind this arm i mean it's the tricep a lot because you're but then the pulling it's like um the the shoulders a slot machine workout (laughs) yeah (laughs) um that's so that's so cool Uh, (laughs) um and i yeah i love that aspect of fisting it's very communal it's yeah very, very uh it's intimate but also very friendly and i lots of trust to be had essentially i mean once you're really into it it's like oh no it's, it's not that level of you have your hand in my butt let's like make sure we do this right you know what i mean it's, it gets down to like how's your butt doing this week are we gonna make it deep are we gonna get wide like what what would you like got it. you know it's like how are we feeling and for some fisters, it's like, just do whatever you want to do to my butt. Just fucking punch it. Punch that stupid bucket cunt. Wow. You know, for others, it's like, I like the top from the bottom. I'll tell you exactly what I want you to do. Yeah. Unless you are so advanced that, like, I don't need to. Yeah. And you and find, you, yeah, because there's such large variation of, like, whatever you do, depending on what shape your hand is in, has a different reaction. You Mouse know? is doing, he, it looks like he's casting a spell on me right now. He's, yes. he's like, moving his hand in, like, a liquid fluid. <laughs> serpentine motion i'm like okay i don't really understand where the arm goes if i'm being honest i'm if i'm being honest i don't either okay i have been so deep in people and you're like to my shoulder wow and i think to myself i i don't don't know know where the end of my hand is i don't know how that is possible but essentially our body is made up of mostly water right so it's probably just in uh, in the water and your intestines are so incredibly long but not only that they can be stretched to an, an abnormal length wow right and uh-huh. but as soon as you stand up and a couple hours later all that just ravels back up where it's supposed to be wow yeah people assume that when you do fisting you're like looking at a, a, a you know old age of a lot of problems with your butt you actually aren't wow as long as you take good care of it and you do it right and yeah uh, allow your kegels yeah actually still doing your cables especially when there's a large butt plug or fist inside of you is a good way to oh you do it while it's in you it's a good yeah the, i had an ask doctor tell me about this he's like if you do kegel exercises with something large inside of you it helps maintain the muscles at least to that level so that when you're older prolapsing and things like that like or less. Re- anal retention are less of, wow. a, of a risk or a problem mind you we have botox now and that can fix all that pretty easily Stop. Botox in the butt. Oh yeah, it like elderly people have a a new treatment that really helps. Botox doesn't that deaden it deadens the it nerve? Reverses the signs of aging to the point where it can help your colon and your second sphincter and such gain its wow. muscular traction and, and uh, memory back. That's yeah. counterintuitive in my head for whatever reason. It feels like it would make my butthole relax because it's like paralyzing the muscle. Right. <laughs> but great, go off. Right. It's maybe nice, I'll get a, maybe I'll get a a unit of Botox in my hole next time. <laughs> um, <laughs> like okay. women after they're after they have a baby, right? A rejuvenation of sorts. <laughs> um, is there anything? God, I feel like there's so much stuff we didn't talk about. <clears throat> but maybe I'll ask you back. I mean, yeah. Would you? Because like, sex is kind of my thing. Yeah, a thousand percent. And I feel like we, you know, we talked a while for, for about shit. 
I and know. I didn't necessarily want that to be the, the first impression. I know. I can, can I tell you it the, out. I tell you the story of how when I first got off. I think you've asked people that before. Oh, oh, oh! The first time they had an orgasm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go yeah. for it. Um, I was at a relative's house watching their Skinamax. Oh yes. Right, flipping between something Tom Cruise and something Skinamax. But uh-huh. really, what's the difference? Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> um, <laughs> and I was jerking my dick, and I came. But I didn't know what it was because oh. it was, I knew what it was. I'd known about it. I wasn't like completely, I, I <laughs> Blind knew, right? But come. like, but at that point it felt so funny that I thought something was wrong that I forgot all my sex ed, right? <laughs> I forgot everything that I'd known yeah. or, or thought of that I knew. Yeah. And I went to my, <laughs> to my relative's cupboard in the kitchen. I got a glass and I saved my my cum in a glass. So I was no. like, I'm gonna show my mom this in the morning. This no. is, this has got to be wrong. <laughs> no. Wait, wait, wait. How'd you get it into the glass? Like you scooped it against your chest? <laughs> it was a pretty big load. It wasn't hard to scoop it in there. Oh, you're a big shooter, aren't you? It's it it comes and goes. Okay, comes. You know, diet is and a, yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a diet thing. But I a few minutes later, once my mind came to and I was out of that euphoria zone, I was like. Oh my god! I am not showing my mother this. <gasps> and then I like, need I need to wash this out. That is ridiculous. And then you put the cup back, your cum cup. Mm-hmm. Oh well, Pe- your we'll mom put it in the dishwasher. Your mom drank out of your <laughs> jizz bucket. <laughs> no, I never did that to my mother. I've also always eaten my own cum so that no one has to deal with it. I remember that about you when we hooked up. I'll never forget. I think you might have been one of the first guys I ever saw do it. You licked um, the pre-cum that was coming out of your dick or you put it on your finger and then you licked it and you went, mm. like, like it was like <laughs> your secret recipe. I'm like, and you loved it. There was like a, there was a happiness to your face. And I remember being kind of in shock because I hadn't seen, I hooked up with like toxic masculine and masculine guys like in the Midwest and like this, the guy loves his cum. And I'm like, oh my God. I just think it's wasteful to, <laughs> and gross like i can't imagine to any of you out there who have wiped your cum on a sock or underwear or anything else and had your mother wash it <gasps> shame on you well she smelled it every single time ew, she knew she every single it, time bad. she knows it the crusts, smell it crusts in a way that nothing else does and the smell is something that we get used to almost immediately but they know it better because it's because like they're women well, it's they also look, they want to get a baby in them. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> just say it's like being a smoker. You forget how much it smells when you're sure. doing it, and if you're around your own cum, if it's sitting there in that rag in your room and that smell is there, your mom's not even going to mention it. But she knows it. So, to any of you that didn't like use, she like knows you're a use little paper towels, use tissues, just throw them away, or just eat it. I don't think that's that's not possible. Or for put me, it on your face. It's actually really good for you. Stop. This is true. Is it? Yeah, it makes it can make a great toner and actually adds some nutrients to your face. It goes into the skin. You mm-hmm. don't wash it off. Mouse, I swear to Christ, if I rub my cum <laughs> on my face in in an hour, and my skin isn't flawless, <laughs> I'm coming for you. <laughs> All the puns. Um. Okay. Well, let's do a round of hot or not. Okay. Okay. Um. Um, Dom sub, hot hot. Okay, so both you like participating in both. Mm-hmm. Um, spit hot, piss hot. Do you drink piss? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I always thought pee was sterile, but my friend just told me pee is only sterile like to you. Like your pee is sterile to you. 
Is that fact or fiction? I mean, there's not much that can survive in there. What's you, it taste like? Oh, it depends on what you've been drinking. Okay. Right? Like, cheap beer piss used to be my favorite because that's when you're really in the mode. It's like, cheap beer piss tastes like cheap beer. Stop. So wait, PBR so, piss was so my like favorite. So at a beer, beer bus, at like Fault Line or something, uh, go into the bathroom and drink someone's pee? Or was it like coordinated? Or what's the situation? It's, you got to go to the valley to get kind of, that kind of action. Stop. LA, whatever. Wait, people really? are such prudes this side of it of the hills. Really? Yeah. The piss drink. The piss play people are uh, all in the to, valley. I used to sit at the Eagle with an empty cup in my hand by the bathroom and just find a hot daddy and be like, "Hey, would you fill this up for me while you're in there?" And they'd be like, "No, you're weird." I'm like, "Where do you think you're at?" <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's the fucking Eagle. <sighs> wow. Wait. But did anybody do it eventually? Only somebody that I was there with, yes. But never could I just get someone to. Oh, like, wait, a friend, like a friend or the, a sex The Eagle buddy? is a wonderful leather bar, but it doesn't exude a lot of the... The, the kink. The past, more, you know, the more participatory kinky stuff at the bar. Right. The leather daddies that the establishment was built on. Right. I mean, the city of LA sued, I mean, not sued, but find the crap out of bars for that sort of behavior for a long time until it became like, you know, taboo. It's like, that's why it doesn't happen. But if you go to the Valley to some place like the bullet where people are slightly less attractive or that much more friendly with drinks that are cheaper, you'll find more actual action at the bar. Wait, wait, wait. The bullet is, oh what, is God, it I the can't cowboy call them bar? Out. They used to do this. They never do that anymore. What? <laughs> um, <laughs> it is a bit of a leather bar. It has a fire pit in the back. Okay. Got a pool but table. But it's full gay. Yeah. There's like a kitschy bar. Why am I blinking? It has like, it has like square dancing on it and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. And then it has, do you know what I'm talking about? some gay nights. But they have, they have like, karaoke. Okay, but it's like a lot of, it's a mixed crowd. I think, I think that's mostly a gay bar. Yeah, yeah. No, okay. I didn't think about it. Uh, um, um, okay, uh, his, that's fascinating. Um, um, and, the, the, you know, like right after like vitamins and things like that, that's where bad. you want a couple pisses later because that kind of stuff gets into your pee. So with them with piss stuff, like is that something you crave? Like I haven't, I haven't drank pee in a minute or is it just something you're open to or is it something... It's that a, you coordinate? If, somebody, if someone asks me if I'm into it, then I'm instantly all about it. Okay. Because yeah, that's like, all I'm looking for is that mutuality, really. Yes. That's kind of my strong suit is that I, I like everything. So what do you want to do? So at the end of the day, you're a pleaser? Do you mm-hmm. identify as a pleaser? Yeah. Okay. Um. Hot. The beer piss thing is going to like sit with me. Maybe that'll be the episode title. Coffee beer piss. piss isn't great. <gasps> really? No. Wait, oh wait. Can you rank your favorite like... Do you have like, beyond that? Are there other ones that stick out? Uh, Dehydrated must Jack be horrible. Jack and Coke, yeah. <gasps> Stop. PBR for sure. Wow. Uh, Amstel piss, not so much. Okay. But you, I mean, how many Amstel drinkers do you find anymore? <laughs> um, <laughs> just good watered down pee though is good though. To oh, me. oh, like Water clear ass is piss. Good. Yeah. <laughs> like a little bit of flavor, a little bit of smell is good. But the more clear it is, the easier it is to drink. And it's not like, it's not going to be something that can like, it's not too strong on your skin or anything. It just not, doesn't have those elements. Oh, like, yeah. The lighter it is, the Tox- better it is. Toxic right? elements. Yeah. Right. And it also, it's great for, uh, more for like piss fucking. The more clear it is, the better because uh, I think that more yellow piss tends to be a little more of a... Funky? No. What do you call it? Diuretic? Oh, really? Like, I am learning so much right now yeah on some loads in your butt can do the same thing all of a sudden you like <gasps> really have to shit all of a sudden it's like some the cum is like sometimes some let's get out like, of here yes they're like we're not in a vagina we've decided 
the, the cum is actually homophobic. It's like, this is a dude's ass. <laughs> <laughs> you better luck making babies in the ocean. That's that's wild. Um, okay, choking. Hot. Both ways. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, pleaser. Duh, duh. <laughs> um, natural sense or like man Hot. musk. Oh yeah. Do you prefer that to cologne and, and shower? I, I do not like cologne or deodorant. Okay. Like shower is great, sure. But yeah. like even if you don't use soap in the shower, that's the kind of smell that, that I like at least. Huh. Just very hor- hor- pheromone. Pheromonal, is that a word? Maybe. Yeah. Um, outdoor sex. Hot. Voyeurism. Hot. Exhibitionism. Hot. Okay, I wonder if there's anything. I know, Actually, you're you know not going to find much. Not on <laughs> Maybe me. Maybe I should just ask you, are there any, do you have any no-nos? Like any blood? Blood doesn't turn me on, no. In what way is blood used? Do people like cut themselves and then drink it? Or is it like dry? I mean, blood? ask my 19-year-old golf self, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I had a moment with Your hot topic co- assistant manager. My, so. my mild cutter commitment. Um <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, I like needles. They're fun. Those are hot. I've been pierced for fun. That's hot. In like a sexual way. Yeah. Like we're like I'm gonna pierce you. Oh wait, wait, wait. And then it's a piercing, or they take it out and it heals. They take it out and it heals. You're typically using surgical needles that are so small that there's no marks left. And so that's like just like a, the sensation of being punctured by something. It feels great, and, and it's like oh, just redirecting that all that energy and all that that particular feeling you get from it. Like acupuncture. Yeah. Sexual acupuncture. Yeah. But do you do where be wary of the guy who derives pleasure from poking you? No. Okay. Typically like needles are something that only only someone who is certified would handle. Oh. Oh. Piercers themselves, basically. Okay. Right. Wow. Because they guys trust know. somebody who isn't because yeah. they, they need to know the basics. The of nerves it. and right. stuff. Yeah, where the nerves are, where not to put things, how shallow to put a needle, like how to avoid this or that. It's it is a very technical thing. Yeah, a science, if you yeah. will. Um, anything else? Please? I mean, any like any knots. I'm not into cum dumps. <gasps> when a guy's like ass up taking loads at the Ramada. Yep. Like I don't want to be part of that at all. Talk to me about it. Like what? What goes through your I head? I find it hot, but for me, it's too just too high of a risk. Oh sure. And that's the way I see it. I'm like, oh, that's hot, but it's like not worth it. it yeah, it's like to me, it's it's not worth it, and it's like. If I like it, like, you know, I don't have the luxury of having the sex that I want when I want it necessarily. So that puts someone who's been taking loads for fun at the bottom of my list of to do. Sure. You're like, this could be a headache. Right. For one load. Right. Um, Your loads not are worth I, 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 like, I don't mind a butthole that's all loose having been fucked necessarily. Sure. I don't mind being number two, but I prefer to be there when number one makes it in there. Yeah. So to speak. Um, yeah. And maybe it's a castmate and maybe it's being filmed. Right. And maybe you're getting money for it because <laughs> your loads are worth your loads are worth cash money. They are. I love. Um, okay. Then the absolute last thing make it is rain. make it rain. <laughs> um, come specifically. Um, any advice for like little mouse before he began his sexual journey or and or how about after that advice for people in general in the sex? World? Um, I think. I mean, the golden rule goes a long way. Like one of the reasons I'm so successful with sex work is that I treat people with respect. Mm-hmm. I don't fuck with them. I don't double book people. I I always come through and where I don't come through, I try to compensate, you know? Um, and it's all about 
you know, for sex work, I find it's about providing people with something that they can't easily find themselves. They've mm-hmm. never had themselves, aren't comfortable getting for themselves, even if they have the tools. You know, it's it's a very special thing for a lot of these people. So, you know, don't ever think of someone as in such need or being pathetic when they hire you. It yeah. is, it's more a matter of necessity. Sure. You know? Um, but also stay fisting until your 30s because what the fuck are you going to do in your 30s once you get there? <laughs> I mean, I know people get started young and I've seen people like 18-year-olds just, they're like, I want to be a fister. I'm like, cool, here's some tips. Two months later, they're like, oh my God, I'm elbow deep. You gave me such great tips. And I'm like, how did you get there? It took me six <laughs> years to not even be half that way. They have ways for butt they, play. It's been normalized to them. It's all over Twitter. It's all over the place. Fisting looks so easy and normal. Wow. That it's a lot easier for someone to just get it in there you know wow. what i mean yeah. when we were younger it was harder to find that kind of stuff so it looked like it was extreme yeah now it looks easy because it actually is kind of easy yeah just like you know anything else just takes knowledge and practice and right. patience yeah it's, i like to say it's like doing a split you can't just <laughs> just do a split if you've never done one you're gonna right. break your hips you can't wow. just jump into a split but if break you practice for a year or two you can do a split and that's really fucked you up when you think about it split. yeah like how i still can't do a split but how i can like yeah my flexibility is gone sorry guys (laughs) when a guy tries to put my legs on his shoulders i'm like no you you gotta stretch before sex i know but i'd rather even a missionary kind of wrap them around his waist but then your butthole could be pointing the wrong direction my butthole always points north baby um let's what advice for people oh and Uh, advice for little mouse before he began his sexual journey i know because i'm happy of how i got here i didn't start a lot of this until i was much older so i liked that i like i like i liked that i waited for some of these things i liked that i and then i i liked that i decided to try everything and i put it on a list and i was like let's check all these things off i don't mean like how would you alter the past necessarily just like is there anything you wish you would realize sooner or like something that you, I mean, other people have said, no, I wouldn't tell them shit. I'm like, that's rude. I would literally <laughs> slap myself if I, if I got to where I was now and, and I was like, you had the option of finding this out earlier. I'd I backhand myself. Where I'd like to give myself advice. I find that it would have actually not led me to this place. Okay. So I'll try. I like to say that like, you know, fuck college. Okay, great. Like if you, you don't could, finish it young, don't fucking finish it or go back later once you have the money from doing something else. That could be that could be it. You know, and uh you know, do it with a scholarship, do it with free government money, do it with your family's m- money. Yeah. Like don't spend it on your don't spend your own. No, it's don't not, go into it's debt. Not good debt to have. Like it's not likely you're going to be able to buy a house, so don't already have that debt <laughs> on you. Um I hate to think about that. I could have I could have put a fat down payment on a house Mm. with my college money (laughs) Uh, I think it's general good advice and I've I've took me a while to get there myself because I I played the hookup game for a while it's like you try to put your best face forward your best torso forward you try to keep certain things aspects about you close to your chest that don't necessarily need to be there I think that it's best if you just put yourself out there as is Mm -hmm. if it's like I'm an average body and I'm self-conscious about my love handles. If you say that in your profile and scruff, you're that much more likely to get someone attracted to you regardless or for that. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But when you hide it, 
like everyone else, you all you all end up in the same oh my on the God. same playing field and the same level and the same frequency. Uh-huh. And so it's harder to figure out where each other are, you yeah. know. I think that it's best if you if you say exactly what you are. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not necessarily what you want, but just say exactly what yeah. you are or what like Honesty. Be honest about what you're insecure about and that will attract you so many more people that possibly can be honest about insecurities with themselves and that's a good combination love that um tell people where they can find you it, just for fans or uh, social media or wherever uh, i am at sherman underscore mouse m-a-u-s on twitter i believe it's the same on just for fans oh great just for dot fans slash sherman underscore mouse m-a-u-s um i don't know my only fans but oh, do you I, have an OnlyFans? There's, there's nobody else if, with my name. Yeah, if you if you, fo- you find Sherman Mouse, M-A-U-S. Right. I just haven't posted any videos on there yet. Well, okay. That's okay. <laughs> Maybe they'll get people, eager beaver I, people. I plan to soon. But definitely check out Twitter for a preview yep. of all the goodies Mouse has to offer. And right. if also if you're into uh, politics, if you're into, you know, a little bit more on the air on the side of all the other things twitter because i don't just do porn on yeah, there yeah, yeah. you know what i mean it's of like course. i've made it both my personal and my professional situation brilliant you're gonna get people really invested in you you know right. what i mean and after a year of barely putting out those that stuck around are you know a finely tuned yes audience. that's you know your I mean? that's your core crowd yeah because i see those numbers going up and down but i'm like i know who's there still yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you know brilliant Thanks um, for doing this. Yes, thank you. Yeah. I would love to do this again sometime. You will be back, I promise. <laughs> Bye. What a fascinating man and story. And God, I had so much fun talking to him. Follow uh, Sherman Mouse everywhere. Uh, our Twitter and Instagram at Sherman underscore Mouse. Uh, Mouse is spelled M-A-U-S. Sherman is spelled like you think it is, like Sherman Williams, I think. S-H-E-R-M-A-N underscore M-A-U-S. Ooh, okay. Um that's that's the episode, y'all. Um, if you haven't already, please rate and review the pod. Please subscribe to the pod. Please tell a friend about the pod. Consider signing up for the Patreon. There's little bonus episodes, bonus videos. I you can actually see lots of pictures of my butt if you um subscribe for the most expensive one. And yeah. Oh my god, I'm headlining. Brea Improv in Southern California. It's like an hour outside of LA on Sunday, June 6th at 7 p.m. If you were in Southern California, I would really, 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 really love the support. So check it out. Come see Baby do his first headlining set. Featuring the night is Deborah Giovanni and hosting is Jared Goldstein, both previous guests of the pod. And that's it. I love you all. I I miss you already. Uh, But until next week, keep sucking and fucking. I love you. Bye.